It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Insider is on News Radio 630 WLAP and the iHeartRadio app. To interact with the show, call us at 859 280 2287. That's 859 280 CATS. Or you can tweet us at Big Blue Insider One. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Millennial Takeover here on the Big Blue Insider. I am Billy Rutledge, and you can follow me on Twitter at Billy R Sports, and you can join the show, 859-280-2287 or 1-800-606-4263 if you'd like to join us at any point tonight. We've talked about a lot. We've had Drew Brown on the show to talk a little bit about UK basketball's roster. We've even, even tried to forecast what sports could be like once everything returns back to normal. But now my next guest has been someone that's taught me a lot over the past couple years. He's been someone that's mentored me in the radio industry and has been a radio show host himself for the last 20 to 30 years. So he's got a couple years on me, but I go to his wisdom here in a time that is unprecedented. And this is Tony Vanetti. He does goes <laughs> 9 to 12 on WHAS in Louisville and also now 3 to 6. The afternoon underdogs are back. Dave Jennings and Tony Vanetti. I didn't think that I don't think you expected that the whole sports world would stop right before you restarted your sports show, did you, Tony? No, yeah, you're right. Uh, the other day we had the 10-year anniversary of Adam Neff leaving the, the dogs, and uh, at that same time we were thinking about looking back on what we had accomplished through the years on 790, and when uh, Dave and I came back, we were like, man, we've been out of the game for two and a half, three years, uh, and then we came back and said, okay, let's get back in the groove, got back in the groove, and then this happened. Uh, so, you know, how can you plan for all that? But you know, you, you keep taking the hits and you keep on rolling through, and you're doing a great job tonight. You are the Big Blue Insider 2, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I've hosted a few times now. The last time I hosted was the day that sports died. So now that it's all come out that college football is the season is looking bleak, maybe you're going to keep me away from this microphone in the coming weeks. But Tony, I wanted to have you on the show today, not because of the lack of guests I had, but because I thought you would have an interesting perspective on a couple topics. The first being what you think the sports world will be like once all this will be over. Do you think that we'll be wanting to shake hands again? Do you think that fans will want to rush back into a Rupp Arena crowd where they're crammed in 20,000 people watching a game? I feel like the impacts of this coronavirus can be felt much longer once sports starts to resume, we could see sports with no fans, and there could be many different avenues we could go. Yeah, the new normal will come as, as fast and furious as the uh, 9-11 did, right? So everything changed after 9-11, and that's what I'm trying to compare this all to. It was different circumstances when you're dealing with terrorists and, uh, and the attacks that happened at 9-11, but everything changed. I mean, you think about your experience at Churchill Downs. After 9/11, everything changed. I mean, the infield was no longer the infield. You couldn't get in the in the uh, in the track with whatever you wanted anymore. I mean, those days were over. Uh, they um, they actually, you know, uh, 
they, they made it corporate in the infield. So everything changed. You couldn't do that. Uh, or going to the airport was simple. You went to the airport, you, you met the people at the gate, uh, and no one was here. It sounds like a lot but that's what's going to happen. After all this, we're going to change how we do things. Now, the immediate future, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure how we go through all this. Now, that matters if we get a, a, a vaccine in the next couple of months. Looks like we're losing you, Tony. Can you still hear me? Sort of, uh... Tony, you there? All right, we'll try to get Bo to get Tony back on the line. A little technical difficulties. No, it's a long distance calling from Louisville, but we'll see what we can do. I think there's just so many different avenues that you could go with this. I mean, you could look at it like the NBA is doing, and it's asking its players and its coaches to take a pay cut, possibly 50% starting next week. You can even look at at the college athletics side, where these coaches who have exorbitant salaries could be looked to take a pay cut to save athletics. Athletic departments throughout this country aren't all like the University of Kentucky. They aren't all like the University of Alabama and have tons of money to be able to punch through to their athletic departments. I think we have Tony Vanetti back now. Tony, you were cutting in and out there a little bit. Okay. But go go yeah. ahead with what look, you were saying. Look, technology for me, I mean, look, it's a cell phone. I just did our first Zoom uh, meeting with about eight or nine of yes. my buddies. We're all, we're all over 50 and uh, and we did the Zoom thing, like the happy hour Zoom thing, which I thought went a lot better than I thought it would be. And we had a lot of fun, which is our new normal uh, at this point. So you can see just all these, uh, you know, chunky over 50 guys on their laptops at 530 in the afternoon. Or I'm sorry, 6 o'clock in the afternoon and, uh, and talking to each other on their on their uh, decks. Look, that's the world we're staring at. I mean, you asked about the world of sports. And everything changed after 9-11 for Churchill Downs. I mean, look what we do at U of L and UK games. I mean, there are metal detectors. I mean, you're walking into the Yum Center and you have to walk through a metal detector to go to a basketball game, Billy. I mean, where I, I grew, I didn't grow up in this world, so that's that's something that's really foreign to me. But it's now part of what we do as a society. Will we shake hands? I don't know. Are you going to shake hands, or are we going to do the fist bump? I may do a couple fist bumps, maybe for a few years until we figure the, figure all this thing out. But I, I think it's it's fascinating. I, th- I think you know nine eleven. The comparison that you made, we had sports to cling on to, right? We had George Bush yeah. thrown out at the Yankees game, and we had that, yeah. you know, God bless America before the game to really come together as a country. This we don't know when it's going to end. We don't know when a vaccine's coming, and we don't have sports to all rally around. So, you know, I think Governor Andy Bashir's done a great job of having a place where people can come together and, and gather together and find local information. I also think this is a time where we look back and, and see how important sports is to us as a society. Because while there's going to be tons of economic turmoil and repercussions from all this COVID-19, I think you could say sports and not only the, the tickets and the revenue that it creates with sponsors, but just a, a feeling of togetherness, something that we as a nation all do together. March Madness is supposed to be a symbol for that. It was supposed to be a culmination of a college basketball season. Instead, we're just looking for this all to end. I want you to look forward here in the next couple of weeks as we were supposed to start 
football practice, right? right? I mean, in reality, you, you know, you bring up March Madness. We care about that here. We care about it in Indiana, North Carolina, uh, some parts of Kansas. But in reality, the rest of the country doesn't care about college basketball. You're going to see You give where... me a break, Tony. Come on now. No, come on, dude. Seriously, that that's the reality. No one cares about college basketball except for this area. I mean, that's just that's bottom Maybe line. for 11 college months football? out of the year. But you can't tell me that all eyeballs aren't on March Madness in those games for four, three, four for weeks. For three weeks. For three weeks. You're exactly right. For three weeks. For, <laughs> for March Madness, that's exactly right. You're right. It's a three-week season. Congratulations, college basketball. You haven't, you haven't seen the tea leaves. You haven't read the tea leaves and understand. And, and by the way, don't get me started on what college basketball could do moving forward as we try to, to uh, accomplish and maybe get this sport back on uh, where we used to love college basketball. College football and the NFL is where we're going to find out where Americans are with sports, right? The NBA, all right, that's cool. We stopped the NBA. And, you know, if they don't have the playoffs, okay, that's fine. But now let's talk about in the South, college football not happening. Let's talk about the $7 million the other day that was announced that Georgia assistants are making next year. The assistants for Georgia are making seven million dollars next year now wrap your brain around that if you're an athletic director at a university and you're thinking there's going to be no football and you have to pay these guys because they have a contract i saw an article a little bit earlier where an athletic director or president of the university was 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 contemplating asking coaches if we don't have football can you guys take a pay cut i mean look College athletics when it comes to football is and the NFL. Billy, think about the NFL and what it does for this country. It's by far number one, not even close, the, the most watched and talked about sport in America. When you don't have the NFL, that's when America is going to freak out. Not saying they're not going to have it. What I'm saying is if this continues and they don't practice, they're going to push it back, and that's what we're going to see with, with, with uh, some blowback. Tony Vanetti, the radio legend, is our guest here on the Millennial Takeover of the Big Blue Insider. Tony, you are a staple in Louisville. You are a staple at the high school that your kids go to, Trinity. Uh, you know, you've always talked about it on the afternoon underdogs and when, whether we're going to Catholic fish fries or meeting people in the community. I think you have your hand on the pulse of maybe high school athletics in, in Louisville as a whole. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I pose this question to you and ask why the KHSAA has not completely canceled the Boys and Girls Sweet 16. All spring sports have been suspended indefinitely for the KHSAA. The U- in the NCAA, UK and President Eli Capilouto announced today that even summer courses will be all online and not in person. So why is it that Julian Tackett, who was one of the last people to even stop play in the girls' tournament and to cancel the boys' tournament when this was all title-waving over, why is it that they are still holding out hope to try and reschedule this boys' and girls' basketball tournaments? Maybe it's just trying to hold on to some hope but in trying to keep kids in, engaged in training for the future, but I feel like this is poor leadership from the KHSAA. Well, as a as a Louisvillian and Jefferson County uh, person, as as uh, as you brought up, 
they don't want to. They don't really want to play the Sweet Sixteen because they know male high school is going to win the state championship. Oh. <laughs> they don't. They don't want to hear that. But of course, as the Louisville teams head into Lexington and Rep Arena, they won't be playing just against the five on the floor. They'll be playing against the eight, that's including the three refs. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. But no, you, that's a great question. Why haven't we called off the Sweet Sixteen? Because Kentucky is one of the last states in the country that actually does this all-class all state championship. Even Indiana, the center of the universe when it comes to high school basketball, went to a class system for their state championships. Kentucky's the last, one of the last holdouts. That's why they're like, well, maybe we can play it. Maybe they come back in a couple of weeks. Maybe they can do it. It will actually be a joke if they want to do it in a couple of weeks. It's not going to happen. They're going to cancel it. They're not going back to school. Indiana's already said we're done, like you said. Kentucky will not play the Sweet 16, and they probably need to call it because I've seen a lot of Jason Franks is one of the best high school writers that this state has ever seen. And there's been a lot of great high school writers Bob White uh, come to mind. I mean, there's a lot of names, but he is one of the best there's ever been. And he posed that question, Billy, and said, hey, what should we do? Should we let these kids off the hook? Should we keep their hopes uh, and their dreams up? Or should we let them know, you know, it's not going to happen. You're not going to play the Sweet 16. I would love for it to happen. I would love for them to go back to school in three weeks. I would love for practice to start again. I would love the coaches and the players and the, and the students of the schools because they need to look forward to something. Look, I'm so disappointed for seniors. I mean, the, I've done a lot of cool stuff in my life in radio and television, but my last half of my senior year in, in, in high school was one of the best, I mean, some of the best times of my life. I would love for these seniors, these basketball seniors in high school, have a chance to compete at Rupp Arena and play in the Sweet 16. It's not going to happen. I don't know why they haven't called it yet, but they just hold they they held out hope, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen. I, I share the same sentiment, and maybe it's just a, a foregone conclusion for this to happen, and maybe it's a formality. It's going to happen. They just haven't announced it yet. I just feel like it should have happened two weeks ago, and I feel like we need to bring it up now. But Tony, big thank you for coming on and joining us and talking just a worldwide of sports in a time that there aren't any sports. And before we let you go, you were talking about Zoom a little bit earlier. You're kind of dipping your toe into the technology. Uh, maybe probably have an email address now, the old man. But have you been watching any of these shows? Anything that you'd like recommend to us? I mean, we've talked about Tiger King for three segments already. What What about you? What do you've got going on at home? Okay. Uh, look, did I watch Tiger King? Yes. Is it like going to the Kentucky State Fair and make yourself feel better as a person? Yes. <laughs> Uh, it, it, but I am now, and I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a man. I can stand here and tell you that I've been watching The Crown. The Crown? Yes, yes. yes. It's a series on Netflix about the royal family. And I am not, uh, I, I'm, I, I think I'm okay to go ahead and admit that on the radio that uh, I watch The Crown. That's what I've been watching. Oh, well, you got a fun weekend planned if you want to go over to Benetti's house. <laughs> Look, let me tell you, the before, don't, don't, don't cut me off yet. Look, everybody listening to Billy, Billy is the next, all right? He's the guy. He's the kid. He's the best there is. Listen to him and call the show right now. Give him, give him all you got. Uh, give him some trouble. He's really good at what he does, and he is going to take over sports radio in this state at some point. I believe in you, Billy, and you're doing a fantastic job tonight. Go get him. 
Wow, I really appreciate that, Tony. Out of left field, but thank you very much. Thank you for that. You got it. All right, stay safe out there, Tony. What a fun interview. I mean, that guy, put him in front of a microphone. He doesn't even need content. I got four sheets of paper spread out in front of me. You give that guy an iPhone, he can he can go for not six hours When a day. I turn on Tony Vanetti, I'm not quick to turn them off. <laughs> Never. That's right. That's right. All right, we still got 45 minutes left in the show. At 7.30, we will have my co-host of the Billy and Billy Fantasy Football Show, Billy Prickett. He will join on and... Uh, we're gonna give him a little, a little nudge here and there. But I haven't talked to him in a while, and we got plenty of NFL news to go over. Also, coming back, HBO is offering over 500 hours of free programming to you, and, and plenty of more news. You're listening to the Home of the Cats, 6:30 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 6:30 WLAP. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Big Blue Insider here on the Home of the Cats, 630 WLAP. I am Billy Rutledge. You can follow me on Twitter, at Billy R Sports. And we can rock out to Bill Withers together. I mean, what else is there to do? Man, he was just so funky. Who would have ever thought somebody from West Virginia would be so funky? When I was very little, I used to get him and Marvin Gaye mixed up a lot. I I could see that a little bit. Very similar songs. Bill Bill had a little more funk, but... Uh, he he had a he had a very human for him being just an old soul. He had a very human element that you could connect to with him. And Marvin was like that too. Now did he did he pass away from the coronavirus? No, I think he had had some heart heart complications, but uh, no indication that it was coronavirus that took his life. Well, you hate to hear it regardless. And if you'd like to join the show at all tonight to pay your respects or to talk about anything you'd like, 859-280-2287. Again, that is 859-280-2287. And that's what the judge has done. He's calling from his lake house, I imagine. Judge, how are you doing? I'm on the, uh, brother, I'm good. I'm on the shores of Nolan Lake here in the northwest corner of Hart County, Kentucky. And Pursuant to your instructions, brother, I'm calling you tonight, and you're doing a great job, by the way. I appreciate that, and I, I am glad that you are, are following the social distancing guidelines. Probably the best out of most people having on the lake house there. The only, the only thing around here are the uh, woodpeckers and our bald eagles, brother. Just me and my dog and the woodpeckers. So I just want to know, uh, did you follow through that all last night with, with the comment about the uh, endowment for the NCAA and how much money they have in their, in, in their coffers? No, I, I have not heard anything more about the endowment that we mentioned on yesterday's show. But the breaking yeah. news that has come out since our show has been that athletic directors are starting to ask for pay cuts from some of these high-profile coaches. Yeah. I believe it was Iowa State's athletic director that asked their head football coach to take a 10% pay cut, which would in turn save a, about a $6 million problem that they had brought up by several different sports and I think that's something that we have to prepare for in the coming months of these uncertain times that we have to shrink the budget of some of these guys that are making that much money well they can afford it and and I believe that it's a sacrifice that we're all making sacrifices and I believe it's something that that uh, needs to be happening I have a question for you you're from Florida originally correct correct St. Petersburg and you went to WKU undergraduate. I'm sorry you couldn't get into Moorhead State like I did, okay, <laughs> but you had to go to WKU instead. Um, I said with a smile on my face. But here's the question. Now, what's it like to come from another community to Kentucky and now be hosting, uh, and you're doing a great job, by the way, you and uh, Dick and Aaron do a good job, great job. 
what, what's it like to, uh, to to try to blend into the uh, Kentucky Wildcat mentality and and the Big Blue Nation and be Judge, able I got to go. Uh, I really appreciate you calling. Things. All right, and I'm gonna let you go. Bye bye. Thank you, man. I'll appreciate. I'll address that much more in the next segment. But let me tell you, it was a culture shock going from the beaches to Oldham County. It, it, it's it was weird. I'll, I'll leave it at that. 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. From the beach to the bluegrass. It was my transition. I'd like to hear yours. 859-280-2287. 859-280-2287 is our number on the Big Blue Insider. I am Billy Rutledge filling in for Dick Gabriel. You can follow me on Twitter at Billy R Sports. And before we get to one of my friends that I co-host a fantasy football show with, I wanted to get to one of our callers who's been waiting patiently. And that's Steve on line two. Steve, how are you doing today? Hey, Billy. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, doing all right, man. Doing all right. Just went through the drive-thru, uh, Pizza Hut, picking up some supper for the night. Awesome. Uh, Great. Got a question. Do you think maybe the KHSAA should offer a red shirt year to seniors of spring sports participants? Mm. You know, some of these kids were being looked at by colleges, but no one's pulled the trigger yet, and this could have been their year that got them an education. I, I And, Steve, I appreciate the call. I've got to run. I've got a couple things that we're going to run through in this segment. But I don't think that there should be a red shirt for seniors in spring sports at the high school level. And, Bo, let me tell you simply why. And it's because it's just two different levels. It really is. There's, there's levels to this ish. And let me tell you, when it comes down to a high school senior getting ready to go to college, I mean, we, we've talked about seniors in the NCAA. They've had plans after graduation ready to go. you got somebody that's got an internship with a financial firm. They're not going to play professionally, but now they have to decide what they're going to do. Are they going to come back, or are they going to go on for the rest of their life and forego that final senior year? When it comes to these high school kids, I mean, those, those are just completely different paths when it comes to life. You're going on to college. You're going on to that next level. And if you're not sitting in the classroom every day and you're not in that age specific age range, I feel like that you should not get a redshirt. Maybe I'm wrong, Bo. Maybe you think differently here. But it just seems like it's too young of a level for us to care that much when it comes to athletics and stuff. We're not even working with the same budgets that these college departments are working with that are giving the red shirts to well, spring sports athletes. Would, it would completely, from the college aspect of it, it throws off recruiting. Oh, yeah. You did that. Okay, now I got a choice. I can come back to high school, work on my skills a little bit, even though this college university right here has invested all their time in recruiting me, I'm just going to screw them up and go back to high yeah, school. Yeah, let's say EKU is recruiting a guy, and he, he's willing to go there, but he ends up saying, hey, I don't want to go to EKU. I would like that senior year. And then he ends up hitting 40, 50 home runs, whatever it is, and then UK comes a call, and it would completely – log jam i think what is the system that is still barely hanging intact and i think we just got to keep it intact hey for now. how old are you oh i'm 19 i got held back by the coronavirus yeah and what what are you going to go to college and come back for your high school games it's just it's just a weird scenario it's different because in college you have a lot of graduate students who play that don't even go to school anymore so i, I think it's just two you're looking at two completely different different there but 
Anyway, regardless, we go to our guest that was planned for 7.30. This is a guy that I met only a couple years ago, but we have hosted a fantasy football show last year. Made it all 17 weeks and even into the playoffs. It's Billy Prickett. He also works in the Louisville building for iHeartMedia in Louisville. But, Billy, I don't think you've been in that building in quite a while. It is a strange new reality we all find ourselves in. How are you holding up? And and uh, I can't wait for football to start, but I'm not sure it's going to start on time. Do you know anything about all of this? Well, I have been working from home lately, as you know. The Louisville building is pretty much shut down at this point. So it's been uh, about two weeks of working from home. And honestly, I mean, I love it so far. You know, I got all the capabilities that I do from in the studio or in the office or whatever at home now. So that gives me the option, you know, moving forward once we get past all of this, to, you know, work from home every now and then if it comes to that. So that's one of the main things uh, I've been looking forward to, or hopefully that comes as a positive uh, from all this COVID-19, the, the pandemic that we're in, is that, you know, corporations and employees of corporations, there's new innovations now. And and a new innovation for us, all, all of us that work in radio, is a, a strong capability to work from home. And I've seen it with plenty of other corporations too. So that's been great. And uh, obviously, you know, I think we're all worried about football season possibly being delayed a little bit here. Absolutely. And uh, you talked about new innovations and kind of you talked about technology. We even had Tony Vanetti on earlier that talked about how he was using that Zoom. Uh, You know, old man Vanetti trying to get the Zoom to work is just a funny visual. But I I have you on because I wanted to hit some of the NFL headlines. They are going full speed ahead. They expect to start on time. They're going with the draft on April 23rd to 25th. They did send out a memo to teams that they're going to have to have either be at a remote residence or their team headquarters when they do this draft. But there, there's many different aspects of this, Billy. And one of them that I found interesting was the New Orleans Saints, the team that, that you are a fan of, is going to be doing their draft room from a brewery. Did, have you seen this story? Yeah, yeah, I have, and they've been getting some um, some pushback on it because when people see a headline like that, they're like, "Oh, they're just out in the public for everybody to see or everybody to come." Well, what hang is Sean out Payton doing? Is he hammering drinks down but, before he takes his first round pick? What what, are the, what is the the details here? I think from what I've gathered from it, this is a new brewery. It hasn't even been opened to the public yet because of the COVID nineteen pandemic pandemic that we're in. And it's just a large space that they that the coaches and, and the evaluators can all gather to, to host their draft room in. Now, I don't know if, you know, the, the team facility is shut down. I don't know why they're not doing it there. Maybe this is just their fun way of kind of getting off the grid a little bit and, uh, you know, doing it in a, in a nice open space for them all to kind of collaborate. So uh, I'm intrigued to see the draft, and I'm intrigued to see what the production aspect of it is. Obviously, you know, we're not going to have – thousands of people gathering in one place like like it was in Nashville last year when you were there. So it's it's going to be interesting, and I'm glad that they're still going on with it because it's going to be the, the only sporting event that we have to look forward to for the next who knows how many months. So you know, already know the ratings are going to be up out, out the roof, and I'm, I'm just intrigued to see how they pull it all together and make a really nice production out of it. I am too, and it's not going to be the Las Vegas water stage that we had seen designs of just months ago, but it's going to be interesting, and something from Ian Rappaport today I thought is going to make this even interesting or, or even more interesting. He says, as the NFL works on a virtual draft experience for prospects, two interesting notes, EA Sports will create a virtual moment 
of the prospect walking out on stage meeting the commissioner, and each prospect will choose a high school to receive a 2500 grant towards their football program. These prospects will get to meet with EA on how they'd want to interact with the commissioner on stage. So we've seen guys that break down into tears or that even the one guy that had that, what was it, a portrait of his grandma or his mom and he came out on stage and had it with him the entire time. We're going to get video game reactions to this NFL draft. So it's not only going through on April 23rd to 25th, it's going to be innovative and something like we've never seen. And I love that. You know, in such a high-tech world that we're living in today, I feel like there are you know different ways to incorporate some visual stuff, although it's not going to be happy, happening visually in front of us. You know, there are ways, you know, special effects and CGI just to make it kind of cool and interactive. Now, I don't know if you're much of a wrestling fan. I'm not routinely watching it, but WrestleMania is this weekend, the biggest event yes. that the WWE hosts every single year, and they're doing it at their performance center with zero fans. This is an event that usually brings 70, 80, even 90,000 people at times to one stage for this big event, and now they're being forced to do it in an empty performance center arena. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how they do that. Uh, it's, once again, another thing where you kind of have to tie some special effects and just to make it more visually appealing to the, to the, to the watchers. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, that could go multiple different ways. And I was losing my train of thought, but what I was wanting to say to you, Billy was about the story of Dak Prescott and how this could impact what we see in the draft moving forward. Dak Prescott was a guy that didn't go in the first or second round. He was a later round pick, a guy that had some issues, a guy that was pulled over with a DOI maybe a month before the draft. And before that, he had a spring break video come out where he was in a brawl with some people on a beach. Dak Prescott was able to impress the Dallas Cowboys with his in-person meetings. It was the relationship he built with the quarterback coaches and the assistants there that allowed Dallas to pull that trigger and eventually get their franchise quarterback in Dallas Prescott. I bring this up because we're not going to have that this year. Guys like Lynn Bowden for University of Kentucky, who's looking to be that Taysom Hill, Curtis Samuel guy breakout in the NFL, he didn't run the 40 in the draft combine. And he is going to have to be, his performance will have to be relied on his game tape rather than his interviews face-to-face with people or even workouts with specific teams. I think there is potential for guys that have off-the-field issues or maybe some big question marks leaning over their head could definitely slide in this draft just because these teams don't know them as well as they as they would like. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Looking at a guy like a Lynn Bowden, who, who had to fill in and play quarterback, obviously, for Kentucky this year, um, that originally probably wasn't going to hurt his draft stock because, like you said, he was going to have the combine uh, pro day workouts to prove that he is an electric receiver. I mean, and we've seen it as, as people that have watched the University of Kentucky and Lynn Bowden for years. He is uh, as dynamic as a receiver as there is in this draft. However, I mean, he's projected as like a – a late third, maybe a fourth round, fifth round guy. When really he probably has the talent of a of a of a of a day two guy. Uh, so you know he's not going to get to prove his skills in, in a workout for teams. And you know coaches are meeting with players, but it's over um, you know FaceTime and, and stuff like that. So it's not a face to face interaction. You don't really get to know the full person when you're not talking face to face. So I think there's going to be a lot of great players that drop late into this draft because of the fact that the, the 
coaches and the scouts aren't able to fully evaluate this class. That's yeah, a good point. And there's just so many different facets with this draft that make it interesting. And, and that will be an, another one, whether it's the EA interactions with the commissioner or you know, the guys that should be going in the second, third rounds, going in the fourth and fifth. Maybe you can get that gem a little later on. It will be interesting. Billy Prickett is our guest here on the Big Blue Insider. Billy and I host a show, Billy and Billy Fantasy Football on 790 KRD in Louisville. It was every Sunday at was it 10 a.m., Billy? It's been so long. The month of March was a whole year in itself. It was like 10 to 11 every day. But we do have a frequent caller on the show, a guy that Billy has butted heads with a couple of times. And like a celeb shot in beer pong, I'm going to let Cliff come on the air and, and give you a question, Billy, because Cliff is just dying to talk to you again. Cliff, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Oh, Billy, I miss you so much with your New Orleans fake hype that you have going on so much. What do you mean? Uh, well, you talk about Billy Prickett. Go ahead, Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you say Billy? New Orleans Saints. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. It's been um, it's been interesting. Me and Cliff have had a, a friendly rivalry over over the the past <laughs> year or so because it all started back in our mock draft show. When uh, I, I made the, the remark that the Buffalo Bills were a dumpster fire, and and Cliff is a huge Buffalo Bills fan, as we as we would come to know. Well, Cliff, and, uh, you got to be kinda, you know went at it a little bit back and forth. Some Cliff, you got to be pretty excited between my team, the Saints, and his the Bills. Cliff, I mean, Stephon Diggs coming to board, play with Josh Allen. You got to think the Bills are probably a notch ahead of the the the, uh, the New Orleans Saints now. Oh yeah, of course. I mean. We got a better quarterback, better offensive line. I think we got everything uh, better than New Orleans, even a better coach at this point in time. But uh, there's a few things that you should think about when you think about uh, next year. Um, one, with no off season or very little off season, you should look at teams that have most of their teams coming back next year. And the new coach, new coaches this year, I feel sorry for them. Like the Carolinas and the uh, Washington Redskins and Dallas Cowboys, I don't know how you're going to bring in your team when you don't even know them really. I mean, they have very little interaction so far, so I think those teams are going to be fighting an uphill battle right out of the gate. That's a good point because we already see a drop in play when starters don't play preseason games. What are we going to see if they don't have a training camp? If there's a reduced season and, you know, these guys are only getting around the team two weeks before their first game, there's just so many different facets to it, Billy, that I feel like we could definitely see a decline in the production or in the value of everything when it comes to football. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that none of us have any idea of how long uh, this is going to last, you know, the, these statewide lockdowns and, and quarantines that we're in right now. And it, it could have an effect on the NFL season, but I like how the NFL is going forward saying, you know, we're, we're going full steam ahead as if the season is kicking off week one as it should. Now, that might not be the reality of it come, you know, September when, we, when we're looking at it, but there, there is going to be a lot of interesting facets that play into it as far as the quality of team and the quality of players go. And like Cliff was sitting on, the new coaches, I mean, they might not get all the time with their players with a new set of players that they need to this off season to really instill their cultures and their systems and, uh, you know, their game plans that they want to with this new crop of players that they have. So uh, overall, I hope the season kicks off week one, obviously, but it's going to be really uh, an interesting year. And I think there's going to be a lot of surprising teams and surprising players this year. 
Absolutely. And Cliff, uh, before I let you go, do you have anything else for us? Well, I was going to say that the NFL has one thing to advantage. After the draft, they usually give a date when their schedule comes out for the next year. Technically, if I was in, I would wait as long as possible to try to get it out and kind of just wait and see. And then if they need to change the season around a month back or so and do it for the betterment of the game. And, you know, just it's an animal that builds well in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's February 1st or March 1st. So that's all I got to say, man. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thanks, Cliff, for crashing the party. Uh, one interesting facet, Billy, we have not had the chance to talk about is the greatest quarterback of all time becoming a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, it's still kind of a whirlwind for me as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, but where does my guy Jameis Winston go? I'll leave you with this, Billy. Thank you for coming on the show. Where is my guy Winston with his LASIK eye surgery going to go? Is he going to go back up Big Ben in Pittsburgh? Does he have a chance at coming back as a starter in the NFL? You know he's my guy, but you've been more critical of him. Well, Jameis Winston, the, the talent is there. I've never denied that that the talent is there with Jameis Winston. He's a classic gunslinger, and he just makes – too many turnover-worthy plays uh, to be a starting quarterback right now or for a team that's in a a shallow quarterback market. As of right now, a lot of people have already went out and got their guy um, to to be a starter week one in the 2020 season. Now, I do think that Jameis Winston can reclaim a starting spot down the line, but uh, like you said, maybe sitting behind a big bin in Pittsburgh or, dare I say, a Drew Brees in New Orleans would be good for him so he can sit back and learn an offense before just being thrown into the fire and, and slinging the ball over the place. He does. He did get that lace of guy surgery, though, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. so maybe he'll be able to see the defenders a little clearer. Well, I think New Orleans has already sold their soul to Taysom Hill as their backup quarterback, and uh, yeah. he's another interesting prospect, kind of like that Lynn Bowden type that they've been comparing him to. But Drew Brees versus Tom Brady for the next at least two years uh, will be something that will spark some conversation on our show, no doubt. Billy Prickett has been our guest. He is the co-host of the Billy and Billy Fantasy Football Show that runs during the week or during the football season. Whenever the football season returns, Billy, I hope to see you there and we can talk about fantasy football again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, dude. Have a good day. All right, you too, man. A lot of inside jokes there. Cliff and Billy butthead so many times. And I was expecting the same, Bo. I thought Cliff wanted to come on and, and give Billy some crap, but I'm glad they were civil. I'm glad they they had their social distancing and we're going to be able to keep going. I thought Cliff was going to give me the business when I was screened him on the phone call because I didn't hear him say his name was Cliff and there was some extracurricular activity (laughs) going on around there. And then he said, Cliff, did you get that? It was a very intimidating, did you get that? You better watch out. I said, hang on. So I, I know what you're talking about here between Cliff and Billy now. All right, we're running a little late. We're going to take our final break of the program. When we come back, we'll have about two or three minutes for, you guessed it, Tiger King. We've got to get Bo's some more opinion on this. You're listening to the Home of the Cats, 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Now I understand. I saw Tiger. Tiger saw The new ballad from Tiger King, Joe Exotic. I was crushed to learn that this was not him actually singing. I was, I was too. I thought he was just a jack of all trades. Uh, final two minutes of the Big Blue Insider here on the Home of the Cats, 630 WLAP. I'm Billy Rutledge along with Bo Robinson. And big thank you to all our guests, Drew Brown, Tony Vanelli, Vanetti, excuse me, and Billy Prickett all coming on to talk about 
the world in which there are no sports. But, Bo, we want to end on a lighter note. The weekend is coming. HBO has just released 500 hours of programming for you to stream for the next two months, even if you don't have an account. Go get The Sopranos. Go get The Wire. But what me and you have been watching has been a little Tiger King. And I'm, I'm going to ask you this question with a straight face. Did Carol Baskins kill her husband? Absolutely, she did. It seems like the only the only yes. necessary explanation. And, and what I told you before we went on the air, I can't. In those interviews that you see in Tiger King, it amazes me how calm she is, including her husband now. Which, you know, that's a different story. But how calm she is, and she does give a compelling um, a compelling story that. She had nothing to do with it. I find her catching Compelling herself testimony. a couple times, yeah, though. You know, it looks does. like she's going to say one thing and she says the other. And, but it's just the cast of characters in the show, if you've not seen it, it just gets better and better with each episode. It's a train wreck. You know you should not be watching it, but you can't help to turn away. It's White Trash Game of Thrones. Well, it is. Yeah, it's that. And like I told uh, Cameron Mills the other day, it is Jessica White hosting Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. I couldn't have described it better to myself. There you have it. This has been the Big Blue Insider. A tribute to Bill Withers as we go out. Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. And we'll talk to you Monday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.